Good morning, everybody. Oh, hello. Yes, my mic is down. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea. Sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above us today. And it's the beginning of the week. So we have an opportunity to look ahead at what we can expect throughout the week. At least this week is a little bit busier than it was last week where we had kind of a, a break between the earlier part of the month and what will be the later part of the month. So it's really good to have those breaks sometimes just to <laughs> make sure that we can gather our wits about us before the next big push of energy. And this week we do have quite a few uh, transits of planets happening, mostly Mars and Pluto type transits. Uh, but as well, uh, we end up with Saturn entering into the picture later in the week as he changes direction from retrograde to direct. So it definitely looks to me as if we have a lot to think about this week. We start the week with the moon in a square, a challenge to the sun. That is often called the uh, quarter moon, the second quarter moon or the first quarter moon. And in astrology terms, we mean that it is the time where the sun and the moon are in a square or a challenge to one another. And we call that challenge time uh, the crisis of consciousness, or at least this one is. The first square is called the crisis of action. The second one, the crisis of consciousness. So it kind of looks like this. We start the moon series with the new moon, setting an intention. What do we want? Where do we want to go? Who do we want to be uh, as we start this new lunation? And then uh, seven days later, we come to the first quarter. The first quarter is that crisis of action. Now, what do I do? Right? What new action do I take to get to where I want to go? Then we get to the full moon. Now we find we might need to release something or something's revealed to us perhaps about uh, what it is that we're trying to complete. Uh, and then the quarter moon that we're at now happens seven days after the full moon, where we get to a point of crisis of consciousness. We might realize now, all of us actually, even if you didn't set a powerful intention uh, at the beginning of the moon cycle, that there's something in our consciousness that needs to move and shake and change in order for us to get to where we want to go. So it's sort of like, you know, we've been putting the foot on the gas to try to get places, to go do things, to be something. And we're finding kind of mixed messages, perhaps, from the universe, or we're finding mixed results. And now what we discover is, oh, hey, wait a minute, it's my consciousness that has to shift in order for me to get to the next level or to move forward even. So uh, that is happening with the moon in Cancer today. So we have emotional energy. We have family energy. We have the energy of security, uh, kind of uh, the energy where we want to be home and safe, right? Safe or being comfortable in our home uh, areas, which can kind of complicate things if we're trying to move and shake and change, right? And we're stuck in a comfort zone or we're stuck feeling like, ooh, that might feel a little unsafe, then what we need to do is check our consciousness and see if our consciousness is holding us back in some way. Have we moved uh, our consciousness up? 
And if we don't move our consciousness, are we able really to move forward with our intentions? That's the question, right? So what must I change within me or how must I embrace a larger consciousness in order to get to where I want to go? Now, as well today, the moon was in cancer over the weekend. So we are also heading into the void moon, which won't happen until 1.57 p.m. Pacific time. So that is what, 4.57 for those of you on the East Coast. So for really a good chunk of the workday, we are in uh, a go moon, right? We have the moon, you know, in uh, a sign that's making new connections, but as we get to the later part of the day, especially on the West Coast here, where it's going to be 157, still kind of the, the early afternoon, um, your day may start to wander, right? You might not be, it might not be as clear cut uh, what new steps that you can take as the moon will be in that void until 9.45 p.m. West Coast time. That will be 12.45 a.m. tomorrow morning for those of you uh, on the east coast of the USA and further east. So then the moon will move into the sign of Leo. And of course, that changes the energy dynamic of the last couple of days as well. Now, you know, I used to look at this all the time, and I hadn't for a while, but it caught my attention this morning. What is the last aspect the moon makes before she moves into the void? Because that is often the energy. In this case, 157 to 9, we've got eight an eight-hour void of course just about give or take a few minutes and that energy uh, of the last aspect is with us through that whole eight hours and it happens to be one that is pretty powerful and that is the moon in an opposition to pluto so moon and pluto contacts there are whole books written about moon pluto connections moon pluto takes us often into the very depths of uh, emotional energy and it can be stop and go kind of emotional energy. Like today is my youngest son, Brian's birthday. He's the one who's passed on. So I was already having, you know, my tears time this morning. And then I was like, am I going to come on air or am I not? Because can I come on air and talk without crying? Apparently I can because here I am and I'm not crying. The go of the emotion earlier, the stop while I need to do what I need to do, who knows what the rest of the day might bring. But for all of us, we might be feeling those kind of on again, off again, emotional uh, kinds of energies today, angry, and then not right angry and then happy. So it can kind of feel can kind of feel a little bipolar when we have days like this. It's really not about being bipolar. It's just that powerful emotions move through us as a collective, but also as a an individual. But this also can bring breakthrough energy. So breakthrough energy is awesome, right? Breakthroughs are possible. Breakthroughs or are they maybe breakups? Uh, are they uh, breaking into some new consciousness? Is it breaking out of an old pattern? Uh, so we still see this idea that possibility is of seeing some form of transformation. And it might come with an emotional price tag. Uh, as the moon is still going to be in that opposition to Pluto for a good chunk of the day. And because it's the last aspect that we're left with, we're left with it all on it into the end of the day and into the early part of the day tomorrow morning. Of course, most of us will be sleeping, so it won't matter at that point. And this, when we, when we say a breakthrough is possible, I want you to think about 
organic breakthroughs, right? That's what we're after is that organic way that things can happen for us that open us to new paths, to creating something new in our lives, rather than forcing a breakthrough, right? So no forcing, allow, but breakthroughs are possible. And the thing here is the breakthrough has to be able to come in its own way, in its own time, in its own space. If we try to push something, you know, it, it can happen out of the right timing. It can happen in a way that is much more emotionally destructive because the moon is involved here. So yeah, if you're close to a breakthrough, stick with it, right? Stick with it. Hold tight. Be patient. Patience is necessary when we have this kind of a transit happening. So take it easy, but breakthroughs are possible. Know that. So it's not a push or a force day, but you'll feel like it. You'll feel like you need to make something happen. You'll feel like you need to force yourself to be something, do something, go somewhere and on and on. Right. So be careful with that uh, because the moon in cancer, the moon in cancer is um, a sign that it's emotions that move here. It's not that we take life steps necessarily forward unless the mood is correct, unless the mood is right. So we have a lot of mood energy that we're dealing with today. So be careful of the moods, right? Your moods. Now, tomorrow when the moon moves into Leo, it's a, a completely different story, right? We get to be much more self-expressive. Leo is the sign that of the heart. And so the moon in Leo is pushing us to express ourselves, right? To, to express ourselves in our passion and in our highest and best. So we, we start the week today with a little bit of the, I, I, to me, it feels a little bit like the doldrums, right? Where the doldrums in uh, not necessarily, well, yeah, in mood where like I, maybe it's that we have trouble getting going, right? Or that we have trouble making things happen because we're not meant to make things happen. We're meant to allow things to happen. Uh, so today's a little slower day, maybe kind of, you know, equivocating where we, we're not sure what to do, where to go. But tomorrow changes that energy up with Leo because Leo becomes very much about leading with the heart, right? And following the heart's impulses. So we like that, right? We like the heart impulses, but we also, you know, like that energy of cancer that is, you know, taking us a little bit more to our foundations, to our home, to what really makes us and supports us. So family, right? Home and family. Now, on top of that today, here's here's why today might be where we are tempted to push. And that's because today we have a sun trine Mars aspect pattern happening. And Mars, of course, still direct, right? Even though he's in Gemini and even though he's almost to the degree that he will be at when he turns retrograde, uh, it is still in forward motion. He's kind of stationary, stationary if you will. Uh, I think he might move. Let's see. Today, Mars in Gemini is at 2427, and he changes direction at 25 something. So you can see he's moving very slowly now. So even the action principle isn't moving very quickly. So Mars being the catalyzer of action, the dynamic piece of our energy, right? And if we look at the whole of the pantheon, uh, all the planets involved, the Mars is the one that gives us that dynamic motion and he's slowing down. So when Mars slows down, 
and now we have the moon opposing Pluto, uh, we might uh, definitely try to resort to pushing. So we have to be careful. But we could also be cruising to the beat, right? Just cruising. Baby, let's cruise, right? We're just going to go with the flow and or flow with the go, whatever direction things are moving, we're just going to be able to go with that. Mars does give us that when he's trining the sun. Uh, but remember, the sun puts a lot of ego energy in there. And if our egos are wrapped up in doing, then we may push, right, or try to push. If our egos are just like, okay, yeah, we'll just sit back and see what happens. Then we can cruise, right? The engine's running smoothly. There aren't any real hiccups, except that the smoothness of that is about slowing down, right? So, you know, how sometimes when you could take your foot off the gas and just cruise up to the stoplight um, because there's no one maybe in front of you, right? You don't have to slam your brakes on because everybody in front of you is stopping. So we're just cruising with and going with the flow today. Now, Tomorrow, it's Venus that comes into the trine with Mars. Now, that should tell you something, right? We have Sun trine, we have Sun trine Mars today. Tomorrow, Venus trine Mars. So we must be heading to a Sun conjunct Venus, right? So we are all week long. This energy is building Sun conjunct Venus. So when we look at the bigger landscape of the week's energy, it's actually pretty benefic right? That we may have some things that we have to work through. We may have some, you know, stop signs or yield signs or slow down signs that are coming up. But for the most part, we have some benefic energy kind of over lighting, if you will, the week. So keep that in mind. Um, Venus trying Mars tomorrow, getting what you want easily, right? Getting what you want easily and being aware of where your heart energy is focused. Remember tomorrow the moon shifts into Leo and Leo is a sign of the heart and of passion. Like where does our heart want to go and letting our heart lead us to where we want to go or to who we want to be, um, to who we want to be with that kind of thing, right? To what we want to, how we want to express ourselves, self-expression. So it has a lot to do with passion. And now we have Venus trining Mars that are supporting our expressing our passion, right? When Venus and Mars, you, you want to think about them too in terms of the feminine principle of creativity aligned with the masculine principle of creativity. So when we have both great principles flowing together, a lot can happen, right? A lot can happen. And in a positive way, a trine is almost always positive where trines can get into a little bit of a negative spin is that trines tend to be, especially in a natal chart, trines tend to be where pla places in your chart where things go really well, where it's really easy for you. So instead of aiming at greatness, you aim at, you know, you, you just go with that flow and everybody recognizes, oh, wow, you're so good at that. What if you just became that artist and put your art out into the world and you're like, oh, well, Hmm, I don't know. I just like art for the sake of art. Um, so trines can act as a place where we can get lazy or complacent. So when we have a transiting trine, we have two of them, Mars trine the sun or sun trine Mars, and now Venus tomorrow trining the uh, planet Mars, we could get a little complacent about what actions to take. So we want to move forward. We don't want to push. 
So we get these mixed messages, right? <laughs> that can make it a little bit kind of weird, right? We want to move forward, but move forward in the way where the flow has already been established, right? Where is the flow taking you? Is it taking you straight ahead? Is it taking you into a, a, a reflecting pool where it's just time to hold space? Is it taking you over the falls, right? Where you're, you're, you know, on a fast track to a new direction. So watch for that. And mostly in our creativity, but also in our relationships, right? Venus rules relationships, Venus and Mars rules relationships, different aspects of our relationships, but the relationships um, by default, right? Are Mars and Venus territory. Then on Wednesday, now Wednesday gets a little tricky. You know, Wednesday, the moon is still in Leo, obviously, and the sun and Venus. Now, remember, they're coming ever closer to a conjunction. That conjunction actually happens on Sunday or excuse me, Saturday. But on Wednesday, the sun and Venus both come into a square, think challenge with Pluto. So Pluto being the planet of transformation, the planet of empowerment. Sun square Pluto can really bring us changes that are uh, deliberate, right? They're, they're, because the sun is the force of our personality of what we're focused on in the moment. And what we're focused on now is Libran energies. That's where the sun is. Sun is in Libra. Sun in Libra is a cardinal sign. So we're taking new action, perhaps, in our relationships. We're taking new action through channels like diplomacy. Uh, we're taking action through the mind, right? And seeing all the facets of something, bringing things into harmony or bringing things into balance. That's what the sun's focus is on. And Pluto's focus in Capricorn is having come through a lot of time of deconstructing old systems and institutions and ways of life. Now he is in the finishing act of that so that we can begin the process of rebuilding. So we have the sun trying to harmonize and balance while Pluto still in that deconstruction phase. So what we might have is to be more conscious about where it is we want to make changes in our lives. What kind of changes do we need to make? And also feeling the tug of getting um, stuck there, right? Getting kind of caught up in, I really don't want to make those changes. I don't necessarily want to go and do what I, I know I need to do. So the question then becomes, what if, what if you just do what it is that you're afraid to do, right? And see what happens. What's the worst that can happen, right? What is the worst that could happen if you did what it is that you've been called to do, but that you have been afraid to do? Hmm. Great question. Venus involved with the square. Now, Venus and Pluto in a square can be about empowering our relationships, right? Becoming more empowered with it as an individual within the relationships, but also this is empowerment within our finances, finances, because Venus rules finances, Venus rules relationships, love, uh, self-worth and valuing of ourselves. So how is it we value ourselves might come into play? Are we valuing ourselves enough to transform our lives to the direction that we really want to go? Good question. 
it's funny because I know there are changes I need to make and I am reluctant to do them. I am like in resistance big time. I like kind of my little comfort zone where I am. And yet I know that if I want to do some of the things that I want to do, I'm going to have to make some kinds of changes. Hmm. Dilemmas, right? The dilemmas are usually in the squares. The squares, Sun to Pluto, Venus to Pluto, kind of ramping up, if you will, what some of that dilemma might be in your life, right? How do I move ahead financially? How do I move ahead in my relationships? How do I become more worthy and understanding of who my true value, as well as how do I understand my gifts and how I'm here to share them with the world? Hmm. Nothing small, right? Nothing small that day. Saturday, so Thursday, we have kind of a break. There's not much going on Thursday or Friday. I mean, I'm sure I could look at the moon and find all kinds of stuff that are happening, but no major uh, planetary transits on that day. So think of Thursday and Friday as a way to sort of regain your footing. Uh, Thursday and Friday, the moon is in Leo transiting over into Virgo. So we have a shift going on from Leo's idea of heart energy and desire energy and self-expression moving into Virgos. Let's do it, right? Let's do it energy. So Thursday, Friday, uh, actually Thursday, the yeah, Thursday starts the transition fairly, fairly early in the morning, my time, noonish, your time on the East Coast, uh, the transition into Virgo, getting grounded, right? Getting the action into, you know, actual reality. And then no big planetary, there's not even a whole lot going on with the moon that would create havoc for Thursday and Friday. So you might look to those days to smooth out any ruffles that uh, have appeared these first three days of the week. It is Saturday. It's a red day on my calendar. You know, the calendar, you guys have the calendars that I send out when we do the astrology of the next years. Let's look at this 22nd. 22 is in red. It is a red day. That means that Either there's a lot of energy going on and or a lot of conflict potential. And indeed, I don't think it's so much conflict potential. So if that makes you all feel better, good, right? I don't think it's that. I think what happens when Saturn turns direct, which is the big deal, and Saturn turns direct that day uh, at 6.43 p.m. So that's west coast time so really not until later in the day so think of sunday as the first day of saturn actually in direct motion for uh, us affecting us but anytime a planet is stationary and not moving right it's where we're stuck with a certain energy we're stuck in a pattern we're kind of holding fast to something so be thinking about you know what action but what duty where where's your responsibility level because you know saturn's energy has been changing us on the inside so saturn's been upholding uh an inner uh reframing if you will of ourselves of looking at um you know what is the foundation where's our what's our inner foundation built upon and now as he so that we can withstand the future right? Because he's an Aquarius. So we're, you know, we're looking at how do we move ahead and what we've been doing since what was it about May, we've been, you know, altering our inner world to be able to uh, withstand and sustain ourselves 
uh, in the outer world. So now as he changes to direct motion and he's doing that same dance, but in the outer world. So hopefully the inner shifts and changes that you made with Saturn on the inside uh, are going to support you and sustain you to be productive in the outer world, right? So we might've been having to, uh, because remember Saturn is also the, the principle of constriction or of conservation of limitation. So we may have been having to see where we needed to, you know, tighten our belts a little bit, uh, where we might've had to release some things, where we might've had to do some other things in order to prepare ourselves for what comes next while Saturn is in direct motion. Now he is also finishing up his transit of Aquarius, right? So this begins Saturday, the, um, the beginning of the end, if you will, of his Aquarian look at the future. As, as we get into uh, March of 2023, which is literally five months from now, right? Or six months from now. We're looking then at, it's actually five months from now, March, right? Gosh, we're looking then at his movement into Pisces. And that, of course, at some point we'll have a conversation about, but that changes up the energy of Saturn. So now we might have to go through, you know, some of the illusions that we've created uh, in the plan on the planet in general, right? It's a transpersonal planet. So it affects us in a cultural level. It affects us at a societal level and begin the process of changing up our, our identity back. That's into the future. Let's come back to the now in the now Saturn's direct motion is going to take us out into now, how do I support myself in the outer world, having made the shifts I needed to on the inner world. And then as well, that day, the sun is in a conjunction to Venus that begins a new cycle of self-worth that begins a new cycle of the financial picture. It begins a new cycle of relationships, all the things that Venus rules and all the things that the sun rules come together, right? in a new beginning. And that happens probably about once a year, right? That the sun and Venus conjunct. So it's like anytime we get to a conjunction, right? Even a new moon is a conjunction of the sun and the moon. So we have a new opportunity to look at our finances, to look at how our worthiness quotient, uh, are we self uh, are we worthy enough to go forward with doing the things that are true and authentic for us? And as well, our relationships, what are the potential highs for our relationships? And that same day, Mercury uh, comes into a trine with Saturn as well. So we're mind and hearts and soul all together looking at, well, where do we go from here? What's the next step out? Now, I went and pulled out my little book, my little uh, transit book. By the way, the 2023 book is out now. Uh, so if you want to go to Zen Human Design, uh, the website is humandesignsystem.com. You can order your own little book like this for 2023. It's like $13.95 or something like that. So not that expensive, but what it does is give you the placement of all the planets at all the gates for all the days of the year. So if I look right now, I want to go back and we're going to look at where the sun is. Remember the sun now is at 32, at least today and through tomorrow. 
uh, on the 19th or through the 19th, so through Wednesday. And then on Thursday, uh, the sun will change gates. So if we look at at least the Mars and sun trine and the Venus trine Mars, uh, they're happening with the sun at the gate 32. And we talked a lot about that on Friday, where this, the 32 is about enduring to completion, right? Being able to have perseverance and tenacity to see that your ambitions or that your journey finds success. But because 32 sits on the spleen, there is always going to be that fear of maybe failure or the fear of success. So remember that conversation, if not go back to the video from Friday, Friday was the what 14th and re-listen to that part about the sun at this point. So now when we look at sun trine Mars and we look at Venus trine Mars, what we're looking at is the possibility of where can we find success or where might failure trip us up right? And both our relationships and our finances in the way that we share of ourselves in the world. So now let's look at where is Mars? What gate is Mars sitting at? And I can tell you where Mars is sitting without even looking because I've been experiencing this. Mars is at the gate 12. And the gate 12 is the sign of the, the gate of the channel, meaning we are all, if you think of um, the invisible realm as being encoded with information, right? Encoded with info. And the, the gate 12 is open to receiving that flow of information. So all of us with Mars sitting there at this moment are likely able to take action on information coming in. We don't know necessarily where it's coming from, right? We just know what we know. Maybe you could say it that way. So being, you know, open to taking action on those things that, you know, from an information stream that you can't quite quantify or qualify. But as well, the 12 is sitting on the throat center. So it really takes us into manifesting and manifestation. It takes us into communication, right? And the 12, because it connects ultimately at the 22 on the solar plexus or the emotional center, can by turns be shy and by turns be bold. So it also tells us that taking action or speaking or creating is done in pulses that sometimes are in the external expression, but also other times in the more internal expression. So we might have to alternate between being shy and being bold or being outward and being inward. So don't let that disrupt you, but your Mars energy is what's going through this. So your action, again, may go through that cruising time and then sitting at the stoplight, waiting for the train to cross while you are, you know, missing, you know, the person in front of you that you were following who's on the other side of the train, right? That can kind of feel a little frustrating, can kind of feel a little bit like, ah, I need to go, I need to go, can trigger impatience in us and that kind of thing. So being patient, but also recognizing that every one of you is now receiving information from on high, if you will, right? Or from the outer realm, from uh, a realm that uh, we can't quite, you know, quantify. The stream of consciousness is coming to your front door. And literally Mars is at that gate 
let's see, he doesn't change from that date until the 20th of November. And that means we've had, we've actually, he started on October 9th. So we're just about a week or so into that experience of Mars at the gate 12. So for those of us that do work like divination work, or those of us that do, uh, like I get into the Akashic records, uh, it means that we're really able to clearly and easily receive a stream of consciousness, right? That information coming in. So if you've been wanting to have a reading, this might be a great time to do it because everybody, whoever you get your reading with, um, might be very accurate at this point in time if they're tapping in. And literally tapping in becomes very easy. Now, where is Venus during this? Now, Venus today, today being the 17th, she is at the gate 57. So she is even sitting in a place that is triggering intuition, right? The gate 57, also on the spleen center. So we have more than just the sun at the spleen. So we have lots of different energies around fears that might be popping up intermittently for us, right? So we have um, Venus at, uh, no, Venus, excuse me. Yeah, she's at 57. No, she's turned already into 32. Ha! So Venus is now with the sun. Of course, she's going to be close to the sun. So she is also in that success failure kind of energy and maybe feeling uh, less than successful financially. Maybe you're feeling less than successful in your relationships. And the work here would be to persevere or endure to stick with it until you get to the finish line, right? Sticking with it, sticking through all of the different experiences that you're having. Uh, then let's see, I wanted to talk about Pluto because Pluto is at the gate 61 and he is at that gate all the way through November 11th or up until November 11th. And the gate 61 taps us into wonder and awe also on the head center, right? So wonder and awe but can also create the sense of beating our heads up against the brick wall, trying to do the same things or, you know, working on the same problem over and over and over again, that wash, rinse, repeat kind of feeling where, you know, am I not done with this issue yet? What, why am I not done with this issue yet? Right? Why does this keep happening to me? And of course, Pluto is all about transformation. So we might have to step back and look in and see that, you know, we're not necessarily in control of the timing. We're definitely not in control of the timing. We're not in control of the how that we are really on a ride and that Pluto is bringing us that transformational energy in his own timing. Yay. Uh, but in November, he switches back to the 60. Now, as he gets into the 60, though, that will be a different energy that brings us back to that conservative energy and uh, conservation, not conservative as a movement, but conservation. Are we being a good steward of our energy of, you know, sticking with something that's new and innovative until it gets its feet underneath it? Right. So lots of different energies that are here, which is why. This month is kind of crazy because it kind of feels like we're ragdolling a little bit back and forth. And as we get into Friday this week, my guest on my show this week will be Pia and Cullen. And I'm actually going to turn the show over to Pia. Uh, not that I won't speak at all, but Pia 
is going to talk to us about the ending of October and into November, where we move into the collective shadow period and where also Venus changes position, her, her, her overall uh, Venus energy changes, I believe, into Aries. I'm going to check on that. Uh, oh, here you are. I think the Venus star point is tur turning toward Aries, which might make for uh, November. This is actually happening in October. Libra. She's moving into the Libra star point. So, ooh, you know, I went to bed last night thinking about this. And I was thinking, oh, Lord, please not, not Aries energy where we're going to have that, you know, confrontational conflict oriented energy. But Libra makes me feel a little bit better because perhaps we can start to smooth things over in the outer world. Perhaps we can start working together in ways that really uh, matter, right, that help keep ourselves moving forward peacefully. Maybe peace becomes an option with the Venus star. I'll be anxious to see what she has to say about that. So that'll be Friday morning at 8 o'clock Pacific time, 11 a.m. East Coast time. Pia and Colin taking us through the Venus star point change and the collective shadow period that we are entering into. So I'm excited about that. You know, what I forgot to do this morning was to say good morning to all of you. So I'm going to stream backwards here. Uh, hello, JLo. It's good to see you. Uh, JLo says, good day. Debbie Tippett's two meals. Good morning to you. Christine Buckingham. Hello. Gayla. Hello. Tom. Aloha. And Kajela, good morning. Londa, good to see you. I hope everything is going well in your household. Christine, they're all saying hello to one another. Uh, blessed by the best, grand rising. I'm not sure who you are, but welcome. I think you might be new. It's good to have you with us here. And Pam Zaruba, good morning. Uh, JLo says, oh shoot, my AC is 24 degrees. Or tw 24 degrees or tw the 24th gate. Uh, I felt a bit lazy. 24 is the opposite gate of where Pluto is at 61. So it completes the channel of rationalization. And, you know, ration, rationalization takes us out of the awe and the wonder and the magic, right? I think of 6124 as magical realism. Like we do live in a physical 3D world, right? We, we have to take action to do things. If we want to move forward in our life, we can't just sit there and wait for it to happen. If we want to make change in the world, we actually have to do something. That's what the 3D is all about. Third dimension, right? Uh, so the 24, I don't think it complicates that so much, but it might, it might make you start to try to rationalize not doing something or why you shouldn't do something or rationalizing why you shouldn't go somewhere or make a change. So you might want to be careful with that. And, you know, that's funny because I didn't realize that all this time, I also ca carry the gate 24. Uh, I think it's my moon. And uh, Pluto has been sitting on top of 61, my moon 64 or 61 or 24 the whole channel of rationalization. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Debbie, you lost me. I hope you're back. Awesome, Tanya. Good morning. Uh, today is scan day, so I'm currently pumped full of juice that makes me glow. I wonder if we could see you from space, Tanya. That would be awesome. JLo, OMG, it sounds like me now also. I wanted to move, but allowing my little to finish her last year in school, right? You want to move ahead? 
but there's something, a stop sign, a yield sign, a slow sign, right? It makes sense perhaps to wait until she finishes her last year, right? So she gets to go to the same school. Um, so JLo says, I need to learn how to use the little book. Also on Friday, this is your opportunity. On Friday is our Astro Design Meetup Day at noon uh, Pacific time, 3 p.m. East Coast time. So if that is something that you want to ask about, uh, I would be happy to go through that with you. It's an easy deal. Really, once you get into the flow of it, you just, you get it, right? So um, we could do that on Friday if you'd like to. Uh, so Friday, the Astro Design Meetup is for any of you. It's free to join me with questions about your human design or about gene keys or about astrology. We're open to talking about whatever. And even if you're not there with a question, you learn about the components of these different systems just by being there. Uh, so Asa, good morning to you. It's good to see you with us. And Tom, uh, <laughs> Benita Cortez, good morning to you. Uh, it's great to have you with us. I think you're also new. It's great to have you and welcome. She says, we Aries are warriors. We were sent here to free all that is stuck in the 3D to open the stargates to Libra, to free humanity to the new world. I like that. I like the way that you wrote that. That's very good. Um, Aries boldly goes, right? That is, we need Aries. And it is no mistake that Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It leads, right? It's a leading energy. And we lead with what? Action. We lead with action. Aries is not a sign of the mind. It is not a sign of thinking. So we don't lead with thinking. We don't lead with the heart necessarily, right? Even though, you know, we think of the heart as being um, a passion and so forth, being a part of Aries energy, but we're not leading with the heart. We're leading with bold action, right? That is kind of heart-based action. Uh, and then hello, Shaya Rawat. Good to see you. Kindly tell me when my financial problems will be stable and good. I wish I could. I cannot tell you that. I cannot tell you that unless I'm actually looking at your chart uh, and I, I I don't have anything to do with, I don't know what your birthday is, your birth time and birthplace and all of that. So uh, here's a good thing for you to do. You can go to my website, www.living-astrology.com, www.living-astrology.com. I'm going to post that up here and here we go. There it is, uh, except you were on Facebook. So let me show it here on Facebook. There we go. So you can go to that website and you can order your free human design chart and report and your free human or free natal astrology chart and report. Here's another thing that I uh, is underutilized. It's underutilized by me. I mean, I, I just don't mention this very often, but you can also purchase for like $29 a report that's going to give you all the transits for you for uh, the rest of the year. Right now, I would do it for the rest of the year, uh, or you can do it for from now until next year at this time, 29 bucks, right? Or coming up soon, we're going to be talking about the astrology and human design of 2023, which I can't even believe that. But when we do that, that is a free bonus for attending the webinar is your annual report that takes you in day by day, just about uh, of every transit that is occurring in your chart. So it gives you some really good information 
designed by for you, right? It's based on your birth date, time, and place. So that is available. Uh, Asa, I miss you too. Actually, I sent you an email this weekend. I want you to schedule your next session, okay? So <laughs> go in, go into your email uh, and find that. Uh, all right, so questions, uh, because we actually have about 15 minutes here. I think I might pull some cards for us for the week. And um, if you guys have questions, something that you want to talk about, please let me know. I would be happy to do it. I'm going to get the Halloween deck out, the Halloween deck out, Halloween uh, Stacy DeMarco, and the Halloween Oracle. I mean, it's not Halloween, but it is October, right? And let's see if this can help us dis discern how to move through shadow energy, because that's going to be a big theme for us, right? A big theme for us for a while yet. And the veil, and the veil is underneath it, it says the future. So we have the veil of the future. Maybe we're kind of not seeing the future yet. So maybe that's why we're stopping and going, stopping and going. The veil is probably back here. You, the vampire, okay? The veil, here we go. There is a misty curtain that divides us all. The veil that this night thins, transparent the weave becomes, and the future no longer dims. The ancient Celts used to call the time of the longest night of the year Samhain. They believed that there was a misty veil that separated the world of the dead and the living. But on two nights of the year, Samhain and Beltane, the shortest night and that the veil would thin, and the fineness of the veil meant the ancestors were closer than ever, and even the gods would be close. This would mean that communication from the dead were from communications from the dead were more likely to occur, and that divination, where the divine speaks through something, could be more effective. So while using this oracle as the veil lifts, know that the other worlds are close. Listen in particular to what messages may come forth around your future. Look to what you want to happen. Plan. Set intentions. Think big. Mm, the veil. Sounds very 12th gate-like, right? We have that until, what was it, November uh, 20th? So communication, divine communication coming in. Uh, yes. I'm going to put that up next. Okay, thank you. So, um She's asking for the link to the ephemeris, and that is humandesignsystems.com. So let me put that up there for you, humandesignsystems.com. And when you go to that site, uh, I think up at the top, it'll say books, and it's in the books column, because she has other products too, but that's where the books are. So... There, I hope you see that, JLo. All right, let's get an animal card also to take us through the week. And am I seeing any questions? Yes, how are these scans going to turn out? Well, awesome, Tanya. What card deck would you like to get that answer from? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oracle of the Seven Energies. 
haven't used that one very often. We haven't used it in a while. So this will be for Tanya. How are your scans going to turn out? You know, it's been a tough weekend because I also found out that my sister has dementia. And I found out a friend of mine who beat breast cancer once has it back again. And it's in her lung now. So it's been kind of a crazy weekend for me. Uh, Tanya, opening to discovery. Opening to discovery. Nice little key there at the bottom. And the keyhole taking up the most of the picture. And it's card number 34. And oops, let's see if I can get the answer for you. 34. And that puts it in the energy of, let's see, 34 is opening to discovery is in the energy of sound. Interesting. So let's see what this says. Key concepts. The small bits of data you collect from the world to form ideas, the transfer of vital information via the universe always speaking to you, the need to integrate information and be discerning about what you expose yourself to. We tune in to information from our outer environment, then assign meaning to it within our psyches. Every day, however, the amount of data we sort through exceeds what we're capable of processing, especially since the advent of the internet. Uh, especially since the advent of the internet, we have been bombarded with more than we could ever hope to absorb. Therefore, it's important to be mindful of what we expose ourselves to. Consistent exposure to unhealthy messaging invites us into a cynical, fear-based worldview. On the other hand, conscious exposure to information supporting our well-being shifts us toward growth and expansion. The choice, though, and here's the key, the choice is not always obviously ours, which is why we must be discerning on a daily basis. The universe is always engaging us. We are part of it, after all, through synchronicity, omens, and other signs that point toward our best path. Our intuition helps us tune in and see our environment like an oracle. However, this new information doesn't always make sense right away, so being curious and non-resistant is key to learning. Today, be open to receiving important information that may come from an unusual source. The universe wants to help you, but recognizing the way this aid will arrive depends on your willingness to shut out superfluous noise. Maybe you need to take a break from social media, gossip, or the news. Don't let yourself get distracted. Listen without attachment and see what arises in your life. Expect a message from the universe and you shall have it. I think that's pretty cool, <laughs> right? So watch for a sign, a message from the universe. Heather Scott, good morning to you. I'm curious about the current status and future of my romantic relationship. There are a lot of shifts happening right now. Okay, Heather Scott, let's see if I can pull a card for you. Um, I believe I need... I started to say goddess, but somehow then the Mayan deck just jumped out. So Heather, we're going to look at your changing relationship through the Mayan Oracle. No, don't fall. Here's the book for it. The Mayan Oracle, A Galactic Language of Light. 
and let's see here for Heather and her relationship. Auk. Dog. Dog. Dog, dog, dog. Which is one of the day signs in the Mayan Oracle. It's a very loving sign. It's a sign about God in the mirror, right? Dog in the mirror is God, right? So seeing God, perhaps. But let's be open to what else we might find out about Auk. The uh, common Mayan usage for this uh, word was dog and foot. I did not know that. That's kind of funny. The qualities are about the heart. Breakthrough. A new beginning. New beginnings in relationships. Companions of destiny. Emotional body issues. Recasting the past. Spiritual strength. Guardians and guides authenticity and magnetizer and the symbols are the wolf a dog or the foot <laughs> the number it resonates to is the number 10 which is the number of manifestation the color is teal right the color of the card even is teal uh all right so the shadow wisdom issues of the emotional body possessiveness jealousy getting caught up in the emotional drama of life feeling unsupported on your path seemingly disconnected from your companions of destiny and inauthenticity. And how do I transform the shadow? The shadow transformation is access the objective witness who sees the emotional drama dispassionately and frees your experience. Bring your emotions out of the drama into a place of choice, receiving their teaching and healing the root cause. Open to the connection and support of your companions of destiny. The harmonic, harmonic wisdom is affinity. So let's read a little more about this. In service of destiny, I bring to you companions of the heart, a shared sacred trust, new beginnings, cosmic connections, dazzling departures. Through the mythic call being sounded by your essence self, companions of destiny are being drawn to you. Companions who can meet you as you authentically are. Be aware of the sense of affinity that will guide you to the recognition of these companions. Feel the stirrings of remembrance of those who came to serve with you. Release your belief in separation. Step free from your attachment to the separate eye. Let the rich tapestry of the larger pattern emerge. The mosaic of meaning beckons you to follow its unfolding mystery. An opportunity presents itself to form relationships with guides and guardians, totems, and allies. Also be willing to examine relationships with the companions and friends who are already in your life. If you have drawn another to you in intimacy, explore the purpose of that relationships. What are our relationship? What are its gifts and teachings? What offerings can you create on your common path? Auk signals a breakthrough in your life, new beginnings, new perceptions, new allies and friends. As you express more authentically who you are, you draw your resonant chosen family closer to you. Being authentically who you are courts magic. With your guides and companions, you have the ability to manifest your inspired visions and dreams. Recognize the eyes and hearts that spark the remembrance of a sacred trust. If you are attached to finding your soulmate, your one and only, and yet find yourself seemingly alone, be willing to look at and heal the emotional issues within you that are seeking to fulfill outside of yourself. 
The truth is that etherically, you are never alone. Your companions of destiny are always available for loving support through your spiritual connection to the one heart. So hmm, I could go on to the shadow energy, but it feels like that is probably the message has already been encoded, but I'll give you the first sentence of the shadow wisdom. Do you feel caught up in the emotional drama of life? And Auk asks you to take an honest look at repetitive and obsessive roles to look at the patterns. All right, so Auk, Auk, dog. One of my favorite Mayan symbols, by the way. Uh, so I hope that helps you, Miss Heather. Uh, awesome, Tanya. Yeah, what about exposure to radioactive juice running through my veins? If it is the way that you find your answer, Tanya, then what you can do is set the intention that your body is able to handle that dose of radioactivity and to move it right out through you and away from you in a healthy way so that you are not negatively impacted by it, right? You're the one in the seat of power. You know, you're not a victim here. Things, you're if you're choosing this test, then you're choosing because you want this answer and then be willing then that the the responsibility is yours as far as your intention for how does that impact you right you are not a victim you are not a victim and you are not at a loss for power here i hope that helps tabitha if you could pull a card for me for some reason as heather relationship it would be greatly appreciated uh, i do have a couple of minutes and I will do that. Uh, let's see, Tabitha, I don't know who you are. Um, what kind of card would resonate to you? An angel card perhaps, or do you want something different? Hmm. <laughs> I know what I need for you. And I've got to find it. All right, where did I put you? Ah, there you are. Angel Guidance, right? This is a deck by Kyle Gray and Tabitha. For some reason, I heard angels and this is a good angel deck. All right, so Tabitha, <laughs> who types angel. Okay, so Tabitha, whatever issue it is that is going on for you with relationships, let's see what the angel wisdom says about that. Listen deeply. Here's the card. Listen deeply. Okay, and let's see what this says for you. And here's your message. Angels are sending you guidance and inspiration through your powerful and resonant inner voice. Be ready to listen to that voice now. Listen to yourself. If you aren't able to hear yourself, you'll be blocking your connection to the information, insight, and guidance that can support you going forward. If you've been ignoring or avoiding dealing with something you feel that you've had to do for a long time, your angels are encouraging you to stop, listen to yourself, and do it now. Your expansion and growth depend on it. If you have received challenging information recently about your life from any source and you are unsure whether to believe it or not, 
This card assures you that it is pivotal to the unfolding of your freedom and joy. So listen deeply. And here's your extended message. The whispers of our inner voice are subtle and it takes patience and willingness to hear them. Often this voice can seem intensely honest and direct, but that's because it wants us to home in on the truth in order to grow. Often we don't like the truth the inner voice is giving us and we refuse to listen, but all we are doing is blocking the guidance that is coming forward for us. The truth of the matter is that our inner voice is always working in our favor and divine guidance is always loving and supportive. Uh, it will be direct and insightful, but won't make us feel low. If you are unsure what information is guidance and that and what is based on fear or ego, call on angels to help you hear and understand the information that's rising up within you. You can also invite them to clear old messages so that you can have more space energetically for guidance that is relative to the present moment. Listen deeply. Yeah. That's a good card. That's a good card about relationships because we're often getting some form of uh, information and we don't necessarily like it, right? So, and we might resist what it is that the guidance is telling us. Maybe out of fear, um, maybe because we're afraid of change, that change is scary and that we prefer the familiar instead of the unfamiliar. So take a look at that and hopefully that gives you some guidance. All right. Well, that is it for me today. Thank you so much for being with me. I will see you on Friday with the Pete um, with Pia and Colin of the Pleiadian Earth Astrology. And they will be talking to us about the upcoming shadow period and also the Venus change, the Venus star point change. And if you don't know what that is, she will tell you about that as well. And it's so interesting, right? Uh, in the meantime, take care, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for being with me. See you on Friday. Bye.